0: Sly as a fox, culture than pop, give him his props, here is a thought, here is a box, and you cannot, compare them him at all, so don't even try, careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire, I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake, whoa, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, yeah. fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby, hey, fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table, whoa. fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby, go.
1: What is going on, everybody? It is Friday, November 6th. We got to see the first game of Week 9 in the books with the Green Bay Packers beating up on the very injured, very COVID-ridden 49ers, if we even want to call that uh, a football team with the way things looked yesterday. How are you gentlemen doing tonight? Or today? I guess it's still technically daytime for you guys. Still technically, I guess, daytime for me here as well. It's oof, It's been a week, guys. It's been a week. I am ready for it to be over with. Yeah, it, it's it
2: has been uh quite the week. Uh, I'm doing well, you know. I've enjoyed my Friday off of work as usual, working on the honeydew list and uh keeping her do I, I'm doing enough work to keep her off my back. So, <laughs> you know, I just try to stay one step ahead of
3: her. All I can say is thank God for the Mandalorian because waking up oh, on Friday I'm mornings talking, yeah. a little bit easier when you get to see uh. Our hero, little baby Yoda.
1: I have not got to watch it. We didn't even get a chance to talk about what happened at the end of last week's episode, so I cannot. That's wait. what
3: we should do on Thursdays. We have had later we have nothing topics. else,
1: since we have to sit here and work very hard to stretch it to thirty minutes. thirty minute episode, yeah, we ten, can do that. Ten
3: minutes on the Mandalorian <laughs> every week. <laughs>
1: There we go. Yeah, it's, oh man, I can't wait. That's something I need to, I just got to find time to do it this weekend because we got two really good games on today, a bunch of good games on you know, tomorrow you as can well. Do it, so.
3: You can do it Monday night because there's no way, there's no compelling reason to watch. again. To Harris. I've
1: got I've got Damien Harris going in a couple of places. I'm going to be watching that game like a hawk because I know I'm going to need him. Uh, last night, the Packers ended up beating up on the 49ers 31 to 17 for the Packers. Rodgers, 28 points. Aaron Jones, 12. Devontae Adams almost got that 40. I thought he'd get 40. He gets 33. MVS, though, comes through as well in this one with 19 points. With the way Adams has been playing, is he wide receiver one for you the rest of the season?
2: Yeah, I. he's definitely in consideration. Uh, he gets the volume, he's getting. Uh, in the end zone consistently, which has always been uh, a big part of his game. Uh, I, I think that uh, I wouldn't have any issues putting him up there. I, I think on a weekly basis, you know, there are some people based on matchups that might uh, challenge him, but uh, I think setting him at the, the the wide receiver one spot and not uh, not having to worry about it is a fairly easy thing to do.
3: Yeah, for me, I mean, as long as he can stay healthy, he feels like he's a little bit in that Michael Thomas from 2019 groove of, you know, that he's basically their only wide receiver, and they're going to throw it to him, and nobody is stopping it.
2: Look, he can be their only wide receiver as long as they <laughs> consistently throw twice in the end zone to um, MVS.
1: Oh, I was trying to pull up our rankings, but I can't find. Them. I was trying to see. I know we all had him at the top. I was trying to see if any. Yeah, was we had of him, him at number one. Yeah. Did we? Okay. I couldn't remember who. No, no, I meant uh, our, our, um, shoot, I'm sorry. Not our weekly rankings. I know we all, I, I think we all had them at one at week, weekly, even Ricky. I meant our, um, uh, beginning of the year, our pre-season? first, our, yeah, yeah, our preseason rankings. I know I we all had them high. I had
3: him at two, I believe, behind Thomas when I thought Thomas was Yeah. It was probably, I bet season. it was
1: Thomas we all had at the top. Yeah. That, that does make a little bit more sense now. Uh, with that being said, I need to get back to the show sheet there. Um, what was your thought there, really quick on on MVS, and and are we worried at all about Robert Tunyon now? Who ever since the name change has uh, yet to produce in fantasy.
2: I mean, uh, MVS is kind of, you know, he's he's Will Fuller. I mean, that's what he's kind of becoming. He's gonna they're gonna take a couple deep shots to him. He, he's not getting volume. So when you when you play MVS, you're you know it's you sit, sit there the whole game going look hit one of them just hit one of them get give me you know one for 43 and a touchdown or you know two for 76 just you know that's what you're doing with MBS so he he's kind of uh turning into that that Will Fuller Deshaun Jackson type um will i i just don't think their offense is built to funnel a lot of targets to the second receivers you're going to have Devontae Adams, and then any given week, it's going to be somebody else, whether it's MBS or Alan Lazard or Robert Tunyon or uh, Jay Sternberger or Aaron Jones out of the backfield or, God forbid, Jamal freaking Williams. Um, <laughs>
3: yeah, Aaron Jones did not look like he was on a snap count last night in the
2: first half. Well, I think that the their, what, what I saw was they wanted him to be on a snap count And then Dexter Williams got injured and they were like, "Wow, fuck it.
3: Who needs running backs? Yeah. MVS that, that might actually, your analogy to Will Fuller makes a lot of sense, you know, especially those years when Fuller was opposite Deandre Hopkins, which, you know, is the way Adams is kind of functioning in that group might be actually the reason Green Bay front office did not want to spend a second round draft pick to get the actual Will Fuller.
2: Right. Well, and and I think too in in Green Bay, we they're definitely confident in their wide receiver group, uh, in part because they know fifty percent of the targets are going to go to Devontae Adams, and then the rest of them they like uh, Lazard uh, and they like MVS, and I think they like Equanimee St. Brown as well. So they feel they feel they have the the depth at the position and they also know that it takes a couple years for Aaron Rodgers to trust, you know, we see it all the time with these veteran wide receiver uh, veteran quarterbacks Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, you know, they've got to build that chemistry with a receiver that knows exactly where uh the throw is going to be it, that they're both of the same mindset, they're making the same move. And once they so I get, you know, it was a very rich draft for wide receivers, and so I know Green Bay, uh, you know, could have used one. But evidenced by the fact that Rodgers has only thrown three touchdowns to first-round picks, um, and they, I think two of the three have been to Mercedes Lewis. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, they do things a certain way. I think Tunyon, um, from a fantasy standpoint (laughs) – is going to be inconsistent. He's going to have blow up games. Uh, it's going to be tough looking at the tight end group at the end of the season because we're we we all fall into that. Oh well, they average nine points a game or twelve points a game. Well, yeah, it's twenty points. It's two points. It's thirteen points. It's nine points. It's twenty points. It's two points. You know, and and I think it's easy to forget that with tight ends because. I feel like the variability after you get past the first couple of three uh, is is a real thing you have to deal with at the tight end position.
1: So I don't know if either one of you have seen this. Um, Most receiving touchdowns since 2016 for wide receivers. Have you guys seen this stat? Uh, I feel like I saw a tweet about it, but – well, I'll just go ahead. Since we're talking about him, Devontae Adams is the leader, but I want to see if you guys can guess by how much. So, right now in second is Mike Evans with 40, Tyreek Hill with 39, DeAndre Hopkins with 38. Do you want to guess how many Devontae Adams has? Mind you, all the time that he's missed being hurt as well.
2: Since 2000, so five seasons? 16. Yeah. So, this is the being the fifth season. I'm going to say he's got like 53 touchdowns
1: i to go with 56. Wow. That was a lot more It's 48. It's only 48, but I mean, it's, it's eight more than a guy like Mike Evans, Tyree kill at 39 and Deandre Hopkins 30. I just find it interesting that it's almost, and, and maybe it's the injuries, but I feel like we always kind of just, Passover, Devontae, Devonte Adams not, not Passover fan. It's just, we don't talk about him as much as being as dominant as when we get to guys and we, well, we don't, I've never talked about Mike Evans being dominant, but DeAndre Hopkins, uh, we always talk about being a stud. Uh, I mean, Adams did come out yesterday and said that he thinks he is the best wide receiver in the league. And in all honesty, I've been saying that for years, that just his health is the only thing I think that really holds him back. If he could actually stay out there on the field for an entire season, I think it wouldn't even be a question, but. For San Francisco side here, with all the injuries and the COVID positive test, uh, we saw Nick Mullins and a bunch of backups out there. Mullins eleven points, Jarek McKinnon fifteen, Jim Michael Hasty three, Richie James thirty three, and Ross Dwelly eight points. Uh, are we believing in James moving forward? Was that a production of the Was that a product of the injuries last night? Or do you think he has a role in this offense?
2: Yeah, he has a role as the wide receiver three in this off this offense. I mean, he's not going to be above Ayuk or Debo.
3: Yeah, or probably Born. Yeah. Uh, for some reason,
2: they hate Bourne. You know, they just they don't give Born consistent. They give him consistent snaps, but they won't give him consistent targets. There's they have to be down uh, two or three wide receivers before they're like. All right, I guess we'll throw it to you and we know you'll catch it and you'll score a touchdown. But uh, I don't know what the deal is with Bourne. Uh, he's like Hollywood Higgins.
1: Yeah. You know the the bad thing is there don't they and there are like five movies on why you shouldn't hate a person like Bourne. I feel like that's <laughs> not not a good thing for him. Go ahead, right. Matt.
3: No, well, I was just going to say and when Kittle's there, every wide receiver is behind him in the back oh, and <laughs> Um, but you know, I thought James looked pretty good as fill in, but if your option is Richie James, the corpse of Trent Taylor or Kevin white or river Craycraft, you're probably like Richie, come on down. Yeah,
2: man. I took a gamble 32 teamer. I had Kendrick, I have Kendrick Bourne, and I'm like, man. But I've got like a couple buys. I need to start three wide receivers. So I'm looking at them, going, okay. Am I going born? Uh, am I going craycraft? Am I going white? Am I going craycraft? Am I going white? And I fucking went white. <laughs> at Did least craycraft would have got me yet? like eight, no, no, no stats. But at least craycraft would have got me like three and a half points.
3: What do you mean, Kevin White was peak Chicago Bears last night? No stats. <laughs> he was there. He was there.
1: Uh let's hope that uh the San Francisco 49ers start to turn that around quickly here but it is Wait, not. if you're Nick Mullins,
3: did you see the tweet this morning that they pulled Ayuk and Trent Williams off the COVID list today? Like Nick no, is but like, guys. Yeah.
1: Well, interestingly enough here, uh Jordan Love just went on the Packers COVID list. I just saw that come across my uh, Twitter timeline there, so that makes yeah. things even more interesting for the yeah, Packers.
3: Rodgers a few too many questions last night. Yeah,
1: well, you know, draft pick looking worse and worse by the week. That's for day I am sure.
3: Both their draft picks because Dylan wasn't doing much, and then he wiped up yeah. half their running back room.
1: Yep. All right. Uh let's see here. What do we oh Friday previews? All right, so we got three and four Broncos versus two and six Falcons. Philip Lindsay coming in at twenty two. Melvin Gordon 19. No fans seven and Albert Oke... I don't know. I was gonna try it, but I got nothing. Alberto. Do you know how to say yeah. his last name, Matt?
3: Now they they changed the pronunciation. Either the announcers didn't know or he changed his pronunciation to something that I'm not even gonna attempt.
0: King and Albert as-
1: Yeah, King Albert. The, uh, obviously the Atlanta defense has been a very fanly fantasy friendly and very giving to our fantasy teams, particularly to the tight ends is Albert O a good play for you guys in week nine and with him coming in with a consensus ranking of 21 for us. I, I think especially in two
2: tight end leagues, um, it's, it's a pretty easy play. I, I, I know he has a chemistry of a lot going back to college, um, but I think it, it really comes down to what your options are. You're not gonna start him over Fant. You know, you're probably you're not gonna start him over Higby. You're not gonna start him over Hunter Henry, you know, you're not starting him over Evan Ingram. You're gonna have to get pretty far into your rankings, I think, before you go, well, uh I think I'm gonna what what do I have? Uh you know, maybe Trey Bertone? Like, you know, I have Burton two spots ahead of him and Logan what's Thomas going on, uh, directly uh, ahead ooh, of him.
1: Broncos. So I like it.
2: So I might uh, – I could see saying, you know what, I'm going to take the shot on Albert's upside versus Jimmy Graham. Um, you know, Burton is starting – you know, he's the Wildcat quarterback. He gets at least a handoff a game. You know, he's – I don't know. They're For some reason – well, maybe it's because all their wide receivers are injured in Indianapolis and they're trying to manufacture shit. But uh, I, I'd probably – you know, I, I think I – where i have him ranked in orders 15 16 17 it's they're pretty much i would consider them to be in the same tier
3: so i mean he's had five goal line tar- red zone targets uh, in the last two weeks i actually he, i would start him over evan ingram he, evan ingram hasn't done enough to sell me i wouldn't start him if i had there you know i would i didn't have him top 10 but Especially I, I am starting him in a couple of places where I'm looking for upside and and I'm in that Jimmy Graham, Evan Ingram, Logan Thomas, Malou. Um, I would start him over Trey Burton. I don't really trust Philip. I mean, the moment we feel good about Trey Burton is the moment Mo Ali Cox rises from the dead and catches yeah, I it catches a touchdown. I'm not I'm over trying to put my fantasy fate in the hands of Philip Rivers. Yeah, or Jack Doyle
2: comes in with a 7 for 45, two-touchdown game.
3: Yeah, I mean, he caught a touchdown last week, too, so it's no no loss. Well, yeah, that- I, think
1: Bert- I think Burton's was a rushing touchdown last week. I don't even think he got the receiving touchdown. Yeah, um, I mean, like I said, we talked about it a little bit yesterday because my, my options came down to Jordan Reed, Trey Burton, or Albert O. And you talked to me into Albert O. yesterday because that – yeah, well, it's good Matthew you didn't Brady play guy. Jordan Rich. Oh, I know, I had to oh in the Scott Fishbowl because I had nobody uh, else, and yeah, that, that hurt. But hey, I also had MVS going in Scott Fishbowl, so I might be able to pull off my third win here finally. So on Atlanta's side, Matt Ryan coming in at eleven, Todd Gurley ten, Julio Jones four, and Hayden Hurst ten. Looks like Ry- uh, oh, oof, Riley Ridley. Ridley. I am so sorry, Calvin. and Riley
3: I'm really So sorry, be I should not
1: anyone. need to do that to you. <laughs> Calvin Ridley is tracking to miss here. If he does, who do you think steps up for the Falcons, or is it just going to be Julio and Hurst? Uh, I like think the,
3: Hurst.
2: I, I think the last I saw, Ridley is expected to play.
3: No, he's officially questionable. hasn't logged a single practice uh, and has a zero projection. Okay. Oh, maybe I was.
2: I'm trying to remember. I was updating. Maybe I was taking him out. Uh, yeah, because I was adding in the Blake dude. Uh, so I was taking yeah. Ridley up. Okay. Got myself confused there. What was the question again? Uh, who steps up for the Falcons after Julio? You know, I think Hurst is starting to get consistent. Um, you know, we know what their running game is going to do. Gurley's going to get 15 carries for 40 yards. Uh, and
3: probably a touchdown, but three touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, Brian Hill will get a little run. Uh, you know, that, that backfield is kind of settled into, um, uh, a groove for lack of a better term and between Blake and uh, Gage and Zacchaeus. Zacharias, Zacchaeus, whatever it is. The original Oz, maybe. Yeah. They, they play a very particular set of roles, you know, Gage, Gage's with Ridley out, Gage's role won't change. So Blake will step in there. Um, if I had to pick, if I'm picking between Gage and Blake, I feel more comfortable with Gage because he's, I guess, technically the third receiver. Um, But I'm probably not expecting more than, you know, wide receiver four with low end wide receiver three upside from uh, either Blake or uh, Gage.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't particularly trust any of the others other than the four that we talked about. Um, I'm probably with you that if I had to play somebody out of Atlanta, I would take gauge first, but feels like the last few times when they've missed either Jones or Ridley and you thought, or both. And it was like, well, Russell gauge is time to shine and he disappears. So hard to feel good about that.
1: Yeah. I feel like he just plays better as a three. I don't, I I don't know if you can trust him. I I hope you're right. I mean, Hurst has been consistent. I think right now he's sitting is like tight end six or seven uh overall and fantasy points at tight end so i guess he's been what a lot of people thought he was gonna be just doesn't look pretty every week sure his shit doesn't look good uh when he's playing on my team so I'm, I'm not sure but i'd love for him to have a good i think this could be a very good matchup between the broncos and the falcons who are you guys picking to win this game
2: broncos um, broncos for me as well
1: as am i Seahawks and Bills, the six and one Seahawks and the six and two Bills. Wilson coming in at one, Metcalf at three, Lockett at nine. Uh, we did get word just a little bit ago Chris Carson is out. To make things even more interesting, Coach Pete Carroll came out and said he is looking, re- or not, what was the Hang on. Let me see if I can find this exact tweet because it pissed me off. Um, he is not afraid to play Alex Collins this week. So a possible mixture of Alex Collins, DJ Dallas, and I think Travis Homer is still dealing with some kind of injury. What are we expecting from the Seattle Seahawks backfield against a Buffalo Bills defense that is very bad against the run?
2: Uh, DJ Dallas and more DJ Dallas. I think much like last week, uh, Dallas will get you know somewhere around 15 carries. 16 carries, maybe 20 carries, depending on how the game is going. Um, And then whether it's uh, Homer or uh, Collins, you know, I I could see it being, you know, a 65-25-10 split, you know, with Collins playing, you know, seven or eight snaps at the most. But DJ Dallas is the guy I'm playing there.
3: Yeah, I thought DJ Dallas looked good last week. Yeah. But with the Seahawks, you you never know. I still I would feel I would feel decent putting him in there if you're looking for like a an a flex or maybe a low end RB two. If you're hoping for like two touchdowns at RB one production, that's when Seattle will screw you.
2: Yeah. I have Dallas at RB nineteen, so that's oh, kind of no. where I feel like he's coming in at.
1: We got a question in here from I don't, I don't know who this dude oh we actually got another one from jose give me one second jose this is a very important damian harris with dj dallas from the fantasy football roundtable what are you, what are you guys thoughts i have dallas at 19 and harris at 21 so
3: no, why you gotta
1: make things more difficult
3: i need help i need a win baby i would take uh, dj dallas I think that's where yeah. I'm
1: leaning right now. Mostly because I really don't want to have to stay up and watch that Monday night game. I just want my loss to be over with.
3: tired, of, tired of sweating uh, four-point losses. I don't believe in New England either.
1: Josh Norman is just getting bullied by everyone. Look for the DK Metcalf game like he did Gilmore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think anybody. Oh, no. What happened? Whoops. Sorry, I pulled up. Oh, I was just pulled up highlights on Jahan Dotson there on YouTube. I apologize. I thought I exited out of the stream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, DK is going to have a. Who had it? Was it DK last week or was it Tyler Lockett that had the big game? I swear Matt, those guys Matt are Kaff, like,
3: it's going to be Kaff a Tyler Lockett. 40 points game. last week. The week before Lockett had 55.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a Tyler Lockett no. game this week then. I feel like no, they, remember this we the week we that they've to Mix off?
3: in, this is the week that David Moore. Gets you 40 points. Oh, yeah. Because that, yep. that happened a couple of weeks ago too. Like yeah, Met- Met- Metcalf, Metcalf has been talking about more.
2: Metcalf yeah. has been all pumping more up on Twitter this week, too. And it's the David Moore this game is,
3: then. This is the Greg Olson game. You know? Right. <laughs>
2: Jacob Hollister.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, obviously, we, um, you know, our, our fellow member of the nerd herd uh, and and one of the main guys there, Dynasty Nerds and Garrett Price, is a big fan of DJ Dallas. Uh, I, I, I'm with you guys. He looked really good last week. Not only just what he does running the ball, but catching the ball as well. With Homer beat up, I mean, I get Alex Collins. I think for the most part, been with the Seahawks for a little bit now. I see they called him up from the practice squad. I think you're you're rolling with DJ Dallas here again. Buffalo has been surprisingly not very good against the run, so I think I'd take him. It's just man, the Jets are so bad. Makes me want to go Damian Harris, but I saw they're bringing Sony Michelle back now. It's Bill Belichick. Here's
3: here's the thing: we we
1: thought as soon as I put Damian Harris in my lineup,
3: Le'Veon Bell were going to run all over the Jets last week too, and they have arguably a better offense and a better offensive line situation. (laughs) And it wasn't incredible production.
1: I know, I know. It's just now I gotta call them up off my taxi squad and I gotta drop somebody.
3: When it ends up being a six three game on Monday night, you're gonna be glad you didn't play anyone from it.
1: I'm probably I'm just not gonna watch it anyways. Like I said, I'm tired of the sweating out four point losses and going to bed at eleven o'clock at night, get up in three hours all pissed off as I lost again.
2: And on Friday you're still dragging ass because you haven't recovered.
3: Uh, yeah, it's oof, yeah, and I'm not, I'm not just sure. think of how warm your heart will be when you watch back-to-back episodes of The Mandalorian and go to sleep at eight.
1: Well, I saw the first episode. I've they, did they release two? That's
3: what. That's what they're. You have the first one. You have the one from today. Back-to-back episodes.
1: Oh. Well, I saw the first one already. I just oh understood. you did. Okay. Yeah, I watched it. Uh, what was it after? I know, hey, I'm you know sorry what? guys, we're, we're we're not talking fantasy football now, But it's the Mandalorian, it's so amazing we're yeah, talking but I, watched it I watched it on Halloween night
3: We've broadened, we're still on fantasy
1: Yeah, uh, I watched it after Halloween last, After the Ohio State game I, We took our kids to that party And then we came back here And uh, watched. I watched it at like 12 o'clock That's what I said, that ending That last oh. like 5 seconds, I was like, what? That's why I've been waiting oh, yeah. all week And I completely forgot Well that's good,
3: day. next Thursday we we'll, we'll have our Now it's good to know what we have planned
1: All right, uh, Buffalo side. Allen coming in at 7, Zach Moss 18, Stefan Diggs 6, and Cole Beasley 25. Moss, is Moss the play at running back here for the Bills? If he is, or I guess it's kind of mixed in here, what do you think is Singletary's value now in Dynasty with it looking like Moss taking over
0: that backfield?
1: Well, is he taking over, or did he have one good game? Had more. He's had more carries the past couple games, hasn't he? (sighs)
3: Yeah, and he was out there for more snaps. So
2: I I don't know. I think it's a, it's probably a fluid situation. Um, I don't know. I, w- I wasn't sold on Singletary being, quote-unquote, the guy. I have him at 24 and 26 in my ranking, so I feel like it's g- going to be a split. Some of it comes down to uh, Moss being the bigger back. I think they definitely want to give him more – Touches in the running game, but but Singletary needs to produce in the passing game more, and I think that's he's kind of faltered a little bit in that uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, I think uh, I, I do have Moss the higher of the two, so I'd probably lean uh, him. Uh, but if I had to start Singletary, probably in a
3: second flex position or a flex posi- position.
2: Position, I don't think I would have too much trouble
3: yeah I mean I think Moss is the play that I would like better Um, their running game in general hasn't been very good this season last week was probably one of their better outputs the question of Singletary's value in Dynasty really comes down to the fact that even when Moss was out and we thought it might be his time to shine we haven't seen progression if anything else if anything he looks like he's a little less involved in what they're doing than he was last year So. You know, I've seen a lot of people, you know, should I trade for him? What do you expect? I would not give up much, and I don't think you can get much. If you have him, you're probably holding, waiting to see if you, you know, you can get more of a spark uh, and and a higher value. But it to me, it just doesn't feel like – it feels like he's taking steps back from where he was last year.
1: Yeah, I mean uh... – It sucks because I like Singletary a lot. I thought it was a great landing spot for him to come to Buffalo, but it just seems like they believe more in Zach Moss at this point. Even last year, we saw they seemed hesitant to give Singletary the ball even when he was outproducing Frank Gore, and they still kind of kept mixing in Frank Gore. How high high were you guys on Moss? I wonder if I was the highest on him. I think I had him as the top 12 play this week. Uh,
3: Let me see. You had him at 8. Dennis had him at 25. I had him at 22. You're welcome. You're welcome, America. If
1: he does good. If not, I'm sorry. I suck at this. And game.
3: then Singletary, you had him 27. Dennis had him 29. I had him 29. So Dennis and I are pretty close on the Moss Singletary with Singletary. For you have a a pretty huge spread there.
1: Zach Moss, and I hate to admit that too, because I'm pretty sure I was dogging that <laughs> offseason, so I was He's not like, high he, on him at all. He was
2: probably what Running back, what nine or ten?
1: Uh, I think we had him at five or six. We didn't have him low, it's just none of us. None no, of we didn't have him seven. at five or six. He seven. I think seven? he was
3: like right behind Vaughn. I'm
1: trying to think of, oh, yeah, because I had yeah, Vaughn at probably, probably makes sense. Seven. So, who so are there the was Top four Taylor, DeAndre, Swift, Dobbins, 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 CEH, Harris. Cam makers, no, because I know I had C E H at five. So Cam makers, C E H yeah, so he would have been seven because I know I had Vaughn at six. I yeah. did have Vaughn ahead of him. Right, but it wasn't we didn't say like he wasn't talented. I just don't think any of us thought he'd be this good. I, I don't want to say like we're like, oh, he's a bum. But yeah, he's he's definitely looked a lot better than I thought he was going to look this year. I am taking the Seahawks. I really want to pick the Bills, but I think the Seahawks are gonna win this one. What about you guys? Yeah.
3: Seahawks for me too. I'm taking the Seahawks and I don't want to pick the Bills. So, no.
1: Bears five and two, Titans five and two. Uh, David Montgomery coming in at 14, Allen Robinson 10, and Jimmy Graham 15. Last week, the Bears got Anthony Miller and Darnell, movie, movie, Darnell Mooney, Mooney more involved. Oh, I know. It's just, it's, you know, lack of sleep. I can't read to begin with or pronounce things. It's probably better. I should. I, I should mean, just
3: if they, if let they joined the us from the beginning. Go. You don't even have to remind people. It's in the song. That's
1: very true. Uh, Can they do it again? And which of the two do you believe in more if you think someone can produce outside of Robinson?
2: You know, they're so handicapped by Nick Foles.
3: And Trubisky's not even an option anymore. Apparently he got hurt on the one snap they let him play last week. Right.
2: It's like, you know, Anthony Miller looked so good at times last year. And Darnell Mooney is looking so good. It's it's really – it's it's going to be a tough it, – it's a dart throw for the two of them. You just got to spin the wheel. If you've got them both, you're spinning the wheel, you're picking one, and you're moving forward and probably being
3: wrong. So I think volume is the challenge to believe that they can get either of them involved consistently. I was sort of shocked last week when you had all three receivers doing pretty well. But it feels like with Foles – he tends to target Mooney more. I mean, we saw even in that horrific game against the Rams, he threw interceptions because he thought five foot nine Mooney was a better, better red zone target than Allen Robinson. So that's the one it feels like he's trying to target more. But I'm kind of in the in the same boat as Dennis. It's a dart throw. I don't know that you're seeing enough volume to feel good about anyone else getting sometimes we haven't even seen Allen Robinson deliver value until the fourth quarter garbage time.
1: Yeah, that's very frustrating. It it, may, it gives me all kinds of heart issues watching out, who's a wide receiver one. Now, he always comes through as a wide receiver one, but it's always like the last couple of minutes, and it sucks. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think it's Mooney. Um, never been that big on Anthony Miller. Mooney just looks good out there for a rookie. I agree with Dennis's statement, though. They're definitely being handicapped by Foles. Uh, but this is definitely the defense to capitalize against. We've seen the Titans can be beat in the passing game. A lot of those guys uh, just seem to not be able to keep up with the wide receivers. And Darnell Mooney, I think, is definitely the fastest player out of those three. I kind of think he's going to have a big game. Not, I shouldn't say a game, a big play at least. I think he scores a long touchdown this week. On the Titans side, Tannehill coming in at 12. Henry, 4. A.J. Brown, 12. Corey Davis, 35. And John New Smith, six. Matt and myself talked about this on Monday's pod. Corey Davis has had at least 11 points in each of the games he has played. So why are we all so low on him coming in with a consensus rating? And I,
3: I will say I just went and looked, and um, you're 32, Dennis is 24, I was 29. Ricky didn't rank him. That's why he dropped so far.
2: God damn it, Ricky. <laughs> yeah, Ricky. So.
3: I
1: mean, for me, it's the Bears defense. I I still think he's going to put up points. I mean, I hate to say it because I've never been a Corey Davis believer. I think he's going to get you probably 11 points since he's been doing it all season long. But this Bears defense is very good. And that's kind of the thing that I think limits his upside here because A.J. Brown just does not seem to be able to be covered by anybody when he's out there. I can't quit John new Smith. And I feel like that's probably the best matchup against the bears as well as in that tight end spot. So for me, I think it's more of an AJ Brown, John new Smith, Henry game, which is going to drop Davis down. But of course, Davis is going to get you like three catches for 40 yards and a touchdown in there and just magically move over that 11, 11 point mark and make your day if you end up starting. him. So that's kind of why I ranked him low. I will admit, because of what he's looked like. And we talked about on Monday when he's not playing a defense like the bears, he will actually be higher in my rankings.
3: I do feel like it's just, we've seen Corey Davis be enigmatic for so long. If you think the comparison to De- Devontae Parker is probably up because Parker had to do it for like 10 weeks before we finally begrudgingly admitted he was having a decent season. It just Davis has dropped himself so low. I'm in a 16 team league where you start one running back, Receivers and a flex, so receivers are even more valuable and hard to come by. And uh, somebody inquired about Corey Davis, the guy said I'd want a a low end first for him because it was a team that's close to first place. And they're like, Oh, he's nowhere near worth that much. But then you're looking at him, and he that it was him that was like, Hey, he's scored at least 11 points every time he's played. And I went and looked, and I'm like, He's you know been 15, 18, he's had a couple games over 20 it feels too like it's been a quiet production and it's a guy that we just have been burned by so many times. It feels like it's hard to trust.
1: Dennis, you had anything to add? Nah, no. All right. Uh, Oh, that was the last part of that team. My bad. Uh, I am picking. I'm going to take the bears. Who are you guys taking?
3: Tennessee for me. Taking Corey Davis's.
1: All right. Three and four Lions at the two and five Vikings. For the Lions here, Swift coming in at 15, Marvin Jones 23, and TJ Hawkinson 4. Kenny Galladay was ruled out today. Uh, From everything I'm seeing, it's going to be likely two at least two weeks for Galladay. We talked about this a little bit on Monday. The fact they keep bringing wide receivers in makes me think this might be more serious for Galladay. But as of right now, no Matt Stafford. Uh, From everything I've seen, he's tested negative so far, but if he gets that one more positive test, he's out. So there is a slim chance that he'll be able to play, something we're going to have to watch. We literally will not be able to know until Sunday because he has to test negative. I haven't seen if he tested negative today, but he has to test negative today, tomorrow, and Sunday to be able to play. Will this team lean on Swift finally with Stepper being out, or is this the 30-carry, 30-yard Adrian Peterson game?
2: Well, I think it comes down to how well Minnesota can cover Marvin Jones and TJ Hawkinson. Hey, Don't forget uh, about Ma- Marvin Hall. No, it, I'm not Marvin Hall popped off last weekend. The hell Danny ambulance Dola may I was even about a to
1: ask if, if you, if you think he might do something, but I, it, it's gonna,
2: it's a weird game because if Stafford is playing, he's probably somewhere around, my quarterback 12, but Chase Daniel right now is like my quarterback 25 uh, out of 26. So, I, you know, Daniel is a, he, you know, he's a serviceable backup veteran that is going to make the right moves mentally, but physically just doesn't quite have the same kind of tools. So, everybody takes a big drop if Daniel is in there. Uh, except maybe Peterson, and you know what didn't carry
1: on Johnson come to life last week too? I mean, he got a touchdown. Yeah,
2: I don't
3: know about <laughs>
1: it. I think he got like three carries for a yard and a touchdown. So,
3: <laughs> I mean, if Detroit's smart though, they'll lean on Swift, who has been explosive and who's looked good, but. Well, that's the damning statement right there. If they're smart,
1: I don't—they've they, shown us they aren't. I think is the fair way to put it.
3: And yet, we all ranked Swift up there, thinking that they are going to
1: relax. You us. know, I'm not even gonna lie. I did is hopefully a little bit of a good juju in my direction because I need him and I need him to be that good. But I, I just—I don't know what to think. I mean, we've seen. No, we obviously talk about it on the recap shows. We've talked about it the the Friday after he had the good game. He's been trending forward. He even got a bunch of snaps in that game last week. He just, for whatever reason, when it came down to it, it was Peterson and Carry on that got the production. So I just, I just need Matt Patricia to be fired. I need Frank Wright to be fired. It'd make me such a better. It'd make me look smart as a smarter fantasy analyst. I guess I should
3: put. For fantasy, we maybe uh, begrudge the Colts, but they've actually been good there in first place in their division, so the chances yeah. of him being uh, fired feel
1: I've started that petition. There's only been one signature so far, but I'm petitioning to get Frank Reich fired. Free Jonathan Taylor, baby. Um, on the Minnesota side here, Dalvin Cook at 2, Adam Thielen at 8, and Justin Jefferson coming in at 15. Do you guys think that Cook will carry the load here again against the Lions?
2: Well, before we move in, Move into that. Uh, I think freeing Jonathan Taylor, all it requires is him to hit the goddamn hole.
1: Well, maybe he also needs to get the carry. Jordan Wilkins sucks.
2: I feel like that was
3: a line that we should clip and tag Michael Scotts. That's what she said right (laughs) afterward.
2: I mean he's 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 missed. He's like he has Trent Richardson tendencies oh so don't far. compare
1: him to trent richardson it's not a he's him. a rookie he's a rookie yeah. don't don't put that on him don't don't you put that on jonathan taylor so anyways the question
2: will cook carry the load against the lions yes yes he will yeah. dude is a monster
3: yeah he looked incredible last week i don't know why they'd move away from that especially when kirk cousins was their quarterback and they have no wine
1: All right, so then let me ask you guys this, because we all have Cook highly, obviously, with him coming in at two. We saw last week that that, because of that, that really hurt Thielen and Jefferson. So why are we all so high on Thielen and Jefferson as well?
3: Detroit doesn't have a great secondary either. Yeah, true. No Jair Alexander this week. I
2: I, I see it as being a fairly balanced attack for um, Minnesota. So – Cook is going to get his carries. He's explosive, uh, so he'll rack up some points. Uh, Thielen and Jefferson, both very, very, very good. Um, they they sometimes can be hampered by Kirk Cousins, and he can limit them to only one having a productive game. But I think given Detroit's defense, I, I feel like uh, I have to look at my quarterback rankings, but as I talk through this, I'm probably low on Cousins.
1: Yeah. I don't remember where I have cousins at. I actually think I ranked him pretty high this week.
2: Um, I got him at seventeen. I guess that's not too terrible. probably here. wouldn't have him He'll up. Really cool. uh, consensus,
3: we had him at fifteen. You had him at fourteen. I had nine. fourteen. Dennis yeah. had him at eighteen. Not much higher I had
1: him at fifteen. Oh. So we were all in the same range. QB two. Uh, yeah, I mean, I expect both of them to have a good game. Yeah, I guess I yeah. Dalton Cook's gonna eat. I don't care. I'm not playing him this week now, so I guess it doesn't matter. I played against him last week and motherfucker had to have a great game. Um, I am taking the Detroit Lions to win this game, though. No, who are you guys picking?
2: I am taking Minnesota.
1: I am taking the Lions. Five and two Colts versus the five and two Ravens. We've got Lamar Jackson coming in at eight. Dobbins, 16. Edwards, 30. Marquise, Hollywood, Brown, 29. And Mark Andrews, three. Dobbins and Edwards produced big last week. Does that continue here against Indianapolis? I, I don't
2: think, you know, Indianapolis has a pretty good defense, and uh, it'll come down to big plays. Uh, who can make an explosive play out of that backfield. If I had to put my money on Dobbins or Edwards making an explosive play, uh, I'm going to go with Dobbins. And Dobbins will likely get the majority of the passing game work out of the backfield as well. So I I, I would temper my expectations on Edwards, uh,
3: but I like Dobbins. Uh, I think he'll have a, a decent game. Yeah, but- I mean, the thing is they played a tough Defense last week, too, with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's got a pretty good front, and both guys were still able to thrive. Dobbins went over 100 yards. I'm with Dennis that I would bet more on Dobbins than Edwards as well, but I think that Baltimore's offense has not been very good as a passing offense this year for whatever reason we've seen Lamar have a little less of a connection with –
1: Excuse
3: yeah, me. there you go. Excuse me. Yeah, you got, you got that sucks caught in your throat. I hope it came I out. I did, all the time,
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Especially when Lamar Jackson's up the up the subject. I just
3: think they've been better when they've been able to run, and clearly, once you removed Mark Ingram from the equation, they have actually looked like they're, you know, we worried for a while at the beginning of the season that their rush offense wasn't very good either. When Ingram came out of the equation, nothing against him. It's just maybe he wasn't fitting what they were doing as well as these other two guys because as soon as he's come out we've seen closer to the kind of rush production that we saw last year not quite at that level but uh, you know and Dobbins looks like he's getting more and more involved your theory about him picking up more after the bye week seems to be holding through he looked really explosive last week and I think that they're going to need that to win against another solid team yeah, so I
1: have Dobbins up at fifteen this week. I, I do think that they're going to rely on him. Um, the only thing that scares me is is maybe the the squeaky wheel gets the oil. How was how's that saying go? I forgot. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. Grease, whatever. Oil, grease, same difference. Uh, with Marquise uh, Hollywood Brown coming out, talking about how he's a soldier, not a soldier, a soldier. And uh, he needs the ball more, and them talking about forcing the ball to more. I wonder if they will try passing the ball a little bit more. Uh, but Dobbins has looked great uh, last week. I thought he's looked really actually great all season long. Now getting the carry, I think he can do uh, some work here against the Colts, so I believe in Dobbins having a good game this week. On Indianapolis' to the side, we've got Taylor at twenty and Trey Burton at nineteen. I'll just ask you two because my answer is a fat no. Do we trust Taylor or Frank Wright to get the get uh get them back on track this week? And when I say them, I mean Jonathan Taylor. Well, how's Taylor's injury status? He's been a little bit. Dinged
2: They've up said it, he's uh, fully said healthy, he's
3: good to go.
1: They so Because we talked about that on Monday. They said that he supposedly had the ankle injury Sunday, which led to the Wilkins and all that stuff. I think it was Wednesday. Uh, Reports came out that he's good to go. He's back to being fully healthy. So take that for what you will. So we're, what,
2: going into week nine. So it'll be the eighth game. Um, And he's being outproduced by Hines and Wilkins. They want him to be the guy but he's going to have to produce, uh, on a more consistent basis. So while I, I believe he's the, clearly the best of the three backs, he's got to start doing something. It isn't like the Indianapolis offensive line ranks in the, you know, bottom five offensive lines. They've got a pretty good offensive line. Phillip rivers is what Phillip rivers is. Um, but Taylor has to has to produce, and until he can produce, they're going to be more tempted to, oh, we're going to give you a blow, let's put Wilkins in for a series, or, well, come on out, we'll put Hines in on third down, whatnot, change of pace kind of stuff. So it all comes down to uh, Taylor. The tr- I, I don't think the play calls change for Reich, whether Taylor – or, you know, Wilkins and uh, and Hines, they do have a little bit of a more specialty role. But the the intent of the play calling doesn't necessarily change uh, with the running backs in Indianapolis. It comes down to whether or not Taylor can start to produce more consistently.
3: Yeah, I think Dennis really covered it. It's I like Taylor's talent. I don't know if I trust the situation. Sadly, I have to play him in a couple of spots
1: yeah i mean i have to too and i don't trust him and it, it sucks to say that because i was probably the biggest taylor supporter out of the three of us and it's just it's not look good and i mean some of the stuff dennis mentioned earlier was right and you know as we've talked about many times with nick whalen who's been on the podcast has posted mess or threads about it he's not looked as good running the ball as he did at wisconsin i don't know if that's a rookie thing not not getting that cohesiveness with the offensive line. I don't know what it is. It did worry me, as I mentioned, I think on Monday or Tuesday's pod, that Jordan Wilkins was able to look as good as he did and Taylor hasn't. Uh, But I think with where you drafted him, you likely have to keep playing him. There's probably not much better than him. But as we talked about, you just unfortunately at this point have to lower your expectations.
2: Well, I'm starting DJ over him in the back row invitational.
1: Well, there you go. There you go. I might do the same thing, but in the league <laughs> I have it's,
3: what Matt was looking for.
1: <laughs> it's, it's well, no, unfortunately, in the league that I have him where I have to start him, I think it's either my options are him or the now ruled out Matt Breida or La- Michael P. Ryan or a or, 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 or. best friend, Damian Harris, baby. So I was probably just gonna
3: roll a Taylor and hope for the best at this point,
1: uh, as would I. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody picking the Colts here? I'm taking the Ravens.
3: I am not. I'm taking the Colts or the Ravens too. I, I have the Ravens no, as he well. Said, he said Colts. Mark it down. Colts no. for Fox. Colts for Fox. <laughs> no. Three of five. Again, I'm not putting my fantasy future on Philip Rivers, and I extend that to pigs can pick them.
1: Yeah. Uh, Pan- three of five Panthers versus seven and one Chiefs. uh Bridgewater coming in seventeen. CMC three. Robbie Anderson, 17, and DJ Moore, 20. CMC is tracking to be back. What do we expect from him in his first game? You
2: know, I go two ways. There's part of me that says, man, it's it's not."
1: You probably shouldn't have left (laughs) that pause in there. You probably should have left that pause (laughs) in there. They're like, I go two ways. You know, hey, 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 no no judgment here. This is a judgment-free zone. Well, it doesn't
2: feel very judgment free.
1: <laughs> fair point. Fair point. I uh, apologize. Continue.
2: Um, you know, you know, there's two schools of thought. How about that? CMC <laughs> is a bona fide stud, and he could come in and they, they be rightfully restored to his ninety five percent role. On the other hand, Mike Davis has performed really, 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 really well. Like he absorbed that role, took it, and delivered the goods. So, I'm not expecting a 50 50 split, but I could see a 75 25 70 30 versus the old 95 5 kind of split. Um, I think with a high ankle sprain coming back, you know, they've given him lots of time and they've been afforded the luxury of uh, not having the pressure to win and having somebody step into that role that has performed really, really well. So, if I I'm not sitting him for, you know, virtually anybody. There's probably only three or four guys that I. If I had to play only one running back, that I I might start over him. Maybe not even that many.
3: Tamara and Cook. That's about yeah, it.
2: pretty close. Uh, but I I think that to be surprised. Uh, I actually have Connor and Robinson over him too. Um, Just because I think I'm leaning more towards they're going to give him a pretty good workload, but they're not just going to stuff Mike uh, uh, Davis in a box. They're going to reward him a little bit as well.
3: Yeah, I think we've seen the the Chiefs defense isn't bad, but people have been able to run on them, and that was before Chris Jones got removed from the equation because of COVID. So uh, I I would expect – If you're thinking you're going to get peak CMC from last year when he was at a whole other level, you'll probably be disappointed. But if you're thinking you're going to get RB1 production, I would expect that that's where we're going to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to be an RB1. I'll be interested to see how much more Mike Davis uh, plays into this because I I do think while he was great early, he's kind of seemed to struggle here the past couple games. So I wonder if if CMC comes Uh on and does look like the guy that – he was before, because it does seem like they've waited for him to be fully healthy before he came back. To uh, there was talk that he could yeah, because they three said weeks four to ago.
3: six, four to six weeks, and he missed seven.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like they were waiting for him to be fully healthy. So I'm wondering if maybe we don't see my like. I guess if if you guys had to cap how comfortable you'd feel if you had, say you don't own CMC and you've got Mike Davis and you need a flex spot, and we're we're dropping down into that. Let's go, Damian Harris. Um, well, Matt Bree is out. So in that range, probably I think we all had Harris right around the 30 range, right? So in that range, how comfortable would you feel playing Mike Davis over some of those guys like Harris, who does have, for the most part, we believe, a starting role this week? I, I would probably
2: I'm starting Harris over Davis because of the expected volume.
3: Yeah, I would be, too. I'm not really – I don't think I was that high. I'm not trying to see where we had. So, Mike Davis, you had him 46, Dennis had him 36, I had him 51. Okay, so we were
1: we were all fairly low on him. So, what? Uh, well, I would guess it would be the same thing for like – it. what about a Gus Edwards, a Le'Veon Bell? Those are both guys that are kind of in that same role, right? So
3: – I'd take Bell over him. Um, Edwards is kind of a toss-up for me.
2: Yeah, I I actually have uh Davis 5 spots ahead of Edwards, but I have Bell up at 22. I I expect Bell to be productive.
3: Yeah, Carolyn's not very good against the run.
1: I feel like I've got Bell very low uh, compared to probably you guys. Uh for for KC here, Mahomes at 2, CEH 13, Kelsey at 1 and Tyreek Hill at 5. Oh, man. The Panthers are um, another very friendly matchup here uh, against the run, but they've been fairly giving in the past, as well as we saw Julio Jones torch them last Thursday night. Um, what are you expecting to see from the Cehm Bell combo here?
3: Uh,
2: RB one and RB uh, and RB one and an RB two is how I have them ranked.
3: Yeah, I think that's certainly possible we saw a couple of weeks ago that the chiefs would be happy to run all over people if they could um and you know take it easy on some of these games where they should win fairly handily and i think we Uh-oh. could see that yeah. again
1: i'm going up against tyree killing in a must win matchup i'd love if this was one of those this is like three point games right now I, well, I, I, I i i feel like so i i have ceh
2: at 9 and bell at 22 yeah. so I, I feel like they're gonna both be very productive in this game um, I, if if Kansas uh, Kansas City if uh, Carolina doesn't hit some big plays with Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore um, or, or Christian McCaffrey I, I think they you know they're just they're clearly not as good a team and so if they can't produce points with their offense and Kansas City, can grind out first downs with Edwards, Alaire, and bell. uh, I I think that it could be a surprisingly
1: low scoring game. Um, So kind of like the jets game for the most part last week. Like it wasn't up until what they, they kind of pulled away toward the end of that third quarter, fourth quarters. It was a like, was it, I think seven twenty-one or something like that to nine for a lot of that game. Like it was, it was a close game for a while.
3: Yeah yeah and it was a fa- it was a rush. We thought it was going to be a rush friendly matchup-, matchup last week and Mahomes threw for 300 yards and five touchdowns. So anything could happen. I just feel like this is the Carolina offense that made us think that Josh Jacobs was going to be RB1 for the season. so very true.
1: Uh, I am picking KC. I imagine both of you are as well. Yes, correct. All right, Giants, the 1-7 Giants versus a 2-5 and Washington football team. Darius Slayton at 32, Shepard at 33, Ingram at 11. Uh, it has looked like the Giants' offense has been finding its groove the past couple weeks. Do you guys agree with that?
2: I don't know. I mean, you're getting some spotty points out of them. Uh, the running game is still struggling a little bit. Uh, it's inconsistent. Um Devonta Freeman clearly is not the answer.
3: Um, <laughs> it depends on the question. Are well, you he's trying not to playing, lose? So, yeah. um, Did he get ruled out again? Yeah, he's yeah. out because of the ankle.
2: So I if I wish their line could get it together a little bit. I wouldn't mind seeing what Gallman could do with the offense running well. I think we're going to see it. Well, we're going to see what Gallman can do. I just don't know how well that offense is going to be. Um, uh, Washington
3: you know. actually has a pretty decent front, too. So yeah, it's not the yeah. cake matchup. I, I think
2: they're a little susceptible to the run. Uh, they have a super strong pass rush. Um, but I don't know. You know, Sh- Shepard and Slayton both have developed a really nice chemistry with Jones as long as – Jones Jones has surprisingly poor pocket awareness. Maybe not surprisingly, but the dude gets hit a lot and causes fumbles the ball, uh, makes bad throws because of the pressure. Um, it's uh, you know invested in him in a couple spots this off season that I, I, I kind of regret. Um, and with uh, Golden Tate being out, you know it's uh, it, that it could go either way. You know, I don't know. I'm. Just, I think I'm just jaded against Garrett.
3: <laughs> Did we roll Golden Tate out because of discipline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I they saw he mentioned he was playing uh, Mc, uh, McLaren uh, on the scout team today.
1: Yeah, they were saying something about they're going to assess his role on the team moving forward, or something like that. Yeah, well, I'm. I'm avoiding all Giants if possible. I mean, it's just yeah. Because you know who else that, would but.
3: like to see the Giants' offensive line come together and step up? Joe Judge, Jason Garrett, Daniel <laughs> Jones. Yeah. Probably any fan left in the middle, Lance.
1: Uh, on the Washington football team here, we've got Gibson at 12 and McLaurin at 13. Uh, not I mean, really not much to talk about here fantasy-wise. We both trust those guys. So I guess the real question comes down to, do you guys think Washington can win this game and climb back into the race into the
3: horrible nfc
1: east
2: yes looking at the show sheet i'm going to say yes we do As so
3: the giants had their one win against washington but it wasn't because they played very well it was because kind of that uh terrible late turnover if kyle allen's not great but he's looked a little bit better the last few weeks i think they'll get yeah. their win
1: Speaking of a team that got their first win against one. They're playing this week, the fumble for fields bowl here, one in six Texans versus the one in six Jaguars Watson coming in at five. You like that? Just Came up with that right off the top of my head. Uh, Duke Johnson. I'm not sorry. Duke Johnson, David Johnson at 11, Will Fuller at 14 and Brandon cooks 30. Uh, He, as I mentioned, Houston's only win came against the Jags. Are we expecting a good day here from the Houston offense again in their possible second win? Luton baby, Jake Luton. Ah man, I might actually pick the Jacks. I hear a lot of good things about Luton, unfortunately. Or not unfortunately, I'm sorry. Who should I start at my RB2 Zeke, Gibson, Justin Jackson or CEH?
3: Still Zeke for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it hurts me to say that but still Zeke. Uh I think I actually uh I actually have uh, CEH
2: uh over Zeke. I have Zeke at 13 this week.
1: I have Zeke at 13, too, but I have CEH at 15 or 14, one of those two. So I'd go Zeke. Fox there would go Zeke. Dennis would go CEH.
2: You know, I don't know if, you know, the fumble for Fields Bowl, it's all one sided. I I, I see, I got to be honest, I don't see a scenario, uh, a realistic scenario where
1: Houston is drafting Justin Fields. No.
2: Oh, yeah, maybe I guess they, they can't.
1: I forgot about that. I forgot well, I they mean, don't they, have like any pick for the sixth round or something like that because of Bill O'Brien. Well, I, I completely mean, forgot about that. They, they, the, know, the,
2: the scenario, well, would, wouldn't take him either, they, The scenario no, yeah, would yeah. be a trade of Desha- uh, Deshaun Watson. And I, I can't imagine they're trading Deshaun Watson. Um, well, hey,
1: I don't know. Miami might be doing that. Did you hear the reason they supposedly said they put two out on the field was to evaluate him. <laughs> Been evaluated, you took him as a fifth player overall in the draft. You mean evaluate him? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Not like Brian Flores. Oh, um, all right, Je- No, sorry, go ahead.
3: Yeah, I mean, I doubt the Texans are going to take this softly after Watt and Watson came out this week and both said they have no intention of being part of a rebuild and they're playing to win.
1: I mean, I don't blame either one of them, but, guys, you're rebuilding. You don't have the roster to compete. On Jacksonville's side, James Robinson at 6, DJ Chark at 22. Uh, Chark has been a guy – I mean, Dennis, me and you were both high on him coming into the year. Do you think that uh, Luton or Luton, or Luton, however you say it, do you think uh, he can kind of revive DJ Chark's fantasy value here in the second half? Uh,
2: is he going to play the second half, or is he just playing this
1: week? <laughs> um, I, I would think Minshew's done. I mean, we heard the talk a couple weeks ago. That they were thinking about benching him. I, I think this was But sad. when do you
3: find out he's been injured for three weeks, do they cut him a little bit of slack? I don't think his play would. It wasn't great, but it wasn't horrific. And to find out he broke his hand on October 11th, and they didn't figure it out, and they left him out there for a couple weeks saying, hey, you don't have a lot of pop on your ball. Well, gee, I wonder why. Brook is frigging thumb.
1: Eh, I don't know.
2: I don't they're, know. A, they're a mess I, altogether. together. I feel like some of that's on Minshew. You need to go, hey, my fucking thumb hurts. Yeah. Uh, maybe I we know. should have a look at it. Yeah, when you squeeze it right there, it feels like you're breaking it off. Can we get an x-ray?
3: Yeah, um, I think uh, in a word for me, can Luton save this team?
2: No. No. You, I mean, we've seen other six-round draft picks come in and be career saviors for <laughs> teams. You know, win six Super Bowls. So, is it out of the realm of possibility that Jake Luton is the next Tom Brady?
3: There's,
2: (laughs) There's a non zero chance. It's,
1: it's, but it's pretty freaking close to zero. I'll tell you. Um, just but, so you know, that's that's going to be the clip part that goes all over YouTube, right? Or all over the place right there. Continue. We've
3: seen six-rounders coming <laughs> in. just asked if they can start Mike Glennon. <laughs>
2: um, you know, it depends on what kind of chemistry he has getting the ball downfield. He's got a good arm. He, he throws the ball well. Uh, if he makes good decisions, gets the ball downfield. To, I mean, because they have more than Chark. I mean, they've got... Yeah uh, Cole and Conley who've been playing well, LaVisca Chanel, yeah. you know, they're, they have some skill talent. So if he can stay upright now, granted, he doesn't have to stay upright as long as others. Cause he's like 19 feet tall. So he can throw a lot more on the way down, but if he gets the ball downfield, he's accurate. He doesn't make turnovers, makes good decisions. Um, yeah, the potential is there.
1: Anybody picking him and the Jaguars to win this weekend? No. Maybe his parents. <laughs> I think I'm going to do it. Are you? Why not? I, I've i got no. the lead, and I've got the lead no. safely in there, so why not take some risk?
3: I was going to say, that's the kind of move you make when you're way behind in pigskin pick. If you're leading, that's the kind of move
1: seven that. game. I've got like a seven-game lead right now. We can mix it up a little bit uh Raiders chargers four and two Raiders versus two and five Chargers on the Raiders side here car at 15 Jacobs at nine Waller at two which wide receiver do you figure to step up with uh the word that Brian Edwards Brian Edwards is also going to be back this week
2: well I I think the the wide receiver you're you know you're always looking at rugs and you know Renfro does what Renfro does and, and Nelson Aguilar. So, I, I right now I'm not. I, I love that Edwards is back, but I feel like he needs to start to build up uh, the reps with Derek Carr to start to get back to that. Uh, I think position I felt he would have before he got injured. Um, Henry Ruggs is the the receiver I want to start from uh, Las Vegas. Uh, Hunter Renfro is the receiver I often and forced to start from the Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, uh, fortunately, uh, I logged into the Dynasty Nerds Dynasty GM tool and and uh, verified that I indeed
3: do not roster any shares of Nelson Aguilar. So I will preface this by saying I hope I don't have to start any Raider receiver this week. But if I did, the one I'm picking for wide receiver roulette for week nine is Nelson Aguilar.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm with you. He's just been, as weird as it is to say, probably the most consistent. So he's the one that I am going with. Uh, Jen, I saw your question. We'll get to it in just one second here. Chargers side, Herbert at 6, Justin Jackson at 17, Keenan Allen at 7, Mike Williams at 24, and Hunter Henry at 8. Has Justin Jackson taken over the lead in this backfield? If so, what does that do for Kelly?
2: I think Tremaine Pope took over the lead in that backfield. He's doubtful. Pope he's is? Doubtful. Yeah. He's yeah.
3: Doubtful Good. Jesus
2: Christ. I, couldn't, I can't tell you how mad I was watching him carry the ball instead of <laughs> Joshua Kelly. Um, no, I think Jackson has uh, secured that he's the guy um, to get the majority of the snaps there. He's going to probably play 55 60%. I can see the touches, the carries being even, um, with him and Kelly, but he seems to have more pop and more explosiveness, and he's getting the passing game. So uh, I'm, uh, uh, I, I like Jackson there.
1: I'm so like, if, you're, if you're asking if that was a good trade, I mean, I guess so. I, I I'm assuming this like is a drag. little
3: bit of an overpay.
1: Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen hasn't been good the past couple of weeks, but I think at the end of the day, he'll still be close to Kyler Murray. I mean. I'm not that big on Cooper Cup, so I'm kind of cool getting rid of him with the receivers that you already have and DeHop, and Metcalf, and Claypool. Uh, I'd like to have kept Hunt just in case because we've already seen this year CMC and Chubb can be hurt. But, I mean, if it's a redraft league, I think you'll be fine. I mean, Kyler Murray's going to continue to put up points, so you're, you're, you'll are you be good with that team.
2: I think if he's middle of the pack, he could str- he could struggle because Allen hasn't been good and Chubb is not Well, he back. just
1: traded Allen.
2: So he's oh, got oh, Kyler Murray Poor Kyler. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from a redraft perspective, my concern would be Claypool is inconsistent and yeah. uh, Nick Chubb
1: is still on the injured reserve. He also has David Johnson. So that does help a okay. little bit in case, in case Chubb it is not. I still expect him to be back week 10, but if not, you, you do have David Johnson. So That's
2: uh, RB21, RB David Johnson.
1: <laughs> uh, anything to add on the Chargers there, Matt?
3: No, I mean, I think Jackson has, you know, we, sa- we saw before last week that uh, their coach issued kind of a challenge with the running backs needed to step up and play better. Justin Jackson did. Josh Kelly didn't. And I think the get disparity between them is growing.
1: Uh, I'm taking my Los Angeles Chargers and Justin Herbert to win this one. How about you guys?
3: Taking the Raiders.
1: Yeah, Raiders I ravers but all right I, I said it it's it's out there now so i'm gonna have to roll with the charges uh noah i see your question we will get to it in just a second steelers seven and over to two and six cowboys big ben coming in at 10 connor five deontay johnson 18 juju 21 claypool 26 ebron 14 i did mention this on the podcast i believe tuesday with fox the Cowboys pass defense has actually been better than people think the past couple of weeks. They've only allowed about hundred and forty six yards against uh passing teams. It's been get running all over, been run all over, but not necessarily passed on. Are you expecting a big day for big men and these receivers this week?
2: Um, I, I you know, I like I, I don't think I am. I feel like it's gonna be a James Connor game. Uh I think I have Connor at RB four. Um or RB3 actually is where I have Connor. I, he would have been four. I had Jones at one. Uh, I think I had Jones above him there. Um, I updated my rankings before we started the show, so that's why whenever Matt says what my rankings are, they're different from what I just said they are.
3: Um, oh, sorry, I was going off the consensus sheet.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, well, I've just updated the back end. They haven't been uploaded yet at to take out the Thursday games. Um, but I, no, I think Connor's going to have a big game. I, I think that they'll, he'll be able to run on that defense. Um, the wide receivers and Ben, they do what they do. They, it's not like they're going to rush the ball 45 times and throw it six. Like Kirk Cousins is the quarterback. Uh, ben will still have, you know, 27, 28, 29 pass attempts. Um, they'll make some big plays it's a gamble. Who's going to get the big play? Is it Deontay Johnson? Is it Chase Claypool? Is it Juju? Is it Ebron? So there's definitely some volatility in the uh, touchdown scoring for Pittsburgh. Uh, So you you start them hoping there's a decent floor and that you pick the right uh, one to boom.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think they could have a good game, but I thought you brought up a good point that if Dallas – is not really scoring much of anything. It's not like Pittsburgh will have to leave their foot on the gas. You know, if they score 28 points in the first half, they might just cruise with Connor or, you know, it could be worse. You know, if you're up huge, maybe you put Benny Snell out there because you don't want to risk as a potentially coming up 8-0 team, any of your good yeah. players getting hurt.
1: Yeah, that that's kind of my biggest fear with that as well. I, I expect Deontay and Juju to be the guys this week. And maybe I just expect Deontay to do it because I, I have such love for him. Uh, Dallas side here. Zeke at 8. Cooper at 19. Lamb at 28. Um, I mean, I... Uh, I think you've got to play Zeke and probably Cooper. I, I don't even know. I th- honestly think you can probably find better options than Lamb, depending on where you drafted him this weekend. Well, talked
3: to about- be so bad. I mean, yeah. it's either Cooper Rush or uh, Gilbert, who wasn't incredible in the AAF.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm just – if I can, I'm avoiding all all Cowboys. I think you, with where you draft a Zeke, you have to play him and hope for the best. This is a tough matchup, and, and yeah, Cooper Rush is not going to help him any uh anybody picking the cowboys no nope. yeah,
3: uh I for that question let's yeah, get to it okay
1: so james robinson deandre swift antonio gibson damian harris keenan allen hopkins jefferson claypool Moore, antonio brown pick two wide receivers two running backs and two flex spots uh anybody what, got what,
2: what do we win? what do we win if if uh what PTR. do we get if he wins if we're gonna pick his big, lineup, what do we get a big fat thank you?
1: That's what we're Uh
2: I, I'm starting Robinson, Gibson, Allen, Hopkins, Moore, and that leaves one and it comes down to uh probably Damien. i I think I'd probably at my last flex spot go Claypool over Damian Harris for the upside.
3: I was with you until the last flex. I would take DeAndre Swift as my last flex. Yeah, I, I think I'd go Swift. I don't know.
2: It was for me. It's very close between <clears throat> Swift, Harris, and Claypool. Um, Claypool. It, Claypool has the most variability. I think Swift. It should be Swift, but his head coach is Matt Patricia. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that so... that
2: kind of makes me. I, I'm more comfortable with what I expect Harris's volume to be. So th- that's kind of why well, I that's went That's the there. problem,
1: though. Har- Harris's head coach is Bill Belichick. It doesn't help any. It really doesn't. I- I'm with you. I- oh, God, I love Damien Harris, too. I think those are definitely the last two for me. I, I would go Swift, though. I, I do. And-, and he said you'll get a chocolate or a beer, I guess, whichever you prefer. Chocolate but it I- is. <laughs> uh so I will uh but I agree. Yeah, I think Swift is the last one for me. So I'm sorry, just in case you didn't catch that, Noah. So we're going James Robinson, Antonio Gibson, Keenan Allen, Hopkins, Justin Jefferson, DJ Moore, uh, and
3: DJ Moore yeah. and Swift into your what? No? Is that wrong? Allen, it was two receivers, Allen and Hopkins. Allen and Hopkins. Running backs, Robinson and Gibson, two flags, right. more and swift. Oh,
1: more and swift. We're la- Nobody's playing Justin Jefferson. I think I go Jefferson over Moore.
2: Yeah, I think I, I, you know, as I revisit this, uh, I wouldn't go Jefferson over Moore. No. Jefferson over Swift? I, I might go Jefferson over Swift. So, it really, uh, it comes down you know, to starting one of Swift, Jefferson, Harris, because uh, I'm not starting Antonio Brown. Yeah, neither am
1: I. <laughs> All right. So, then DJ Moore and Jefferson. Although Swift, uh, I still want to play Swift. I don't know. I guess Jefferson. I guess Jefferson. All right. Uh four and three Dolphins versus five and two Cardinals. Tua at twenty one, Parker at twenty seven, Gasecki at twelve. What are we expecting from Tua in his first road game?
2: Well, the bar is set fairly low. Very true. So he's uh, no Justin
1: Herbert. That's for damn <laughs> sure. I
2: I think uh I think we'll see some improvement from him. I, I feel like Absolutely, the, Noah they have shook off, shook off he shook off the first game i'm starting let me figure you know what's my process uh i definitely expect some uh big time improvement from tua um i, I don't think i'm uh, probably i uh, i didn't pick pick them to win uh it'll come down to what can the running game make plays uh
3: with everybody but uh jordan howard out Yeah, I mean, I think he might be about the same as last week, maybe a touch better. I don't think it's going to be incredible. Again, it was great that they got the win last week, but it wasn't really because of the offense. And even though he's not facing Aaron Donald, we saw the Cardinals have a good ability to get pressure, too. They were in Russell Wilson's face two weeks ago. I don't think that the Dolphins have a, a much better line than the Seahawks.
1: Yeah, and I mean, as good as the Dolphins' defense has looked here lately, I expect Arizona to be able to put up some points, so we're going to have to likely need Tua to, uh, uh, to do uh, do some work here to keep them in the game. Uh, on Arizona's side here, Murray coming in at 3, Edmonds at 7, Hopkins at 2. With Drake out this week, are we expecting Edmonds to have a big day against what we've seen the past couple weeks being a very good Miami defense?
2: No. I think Edmonds is – I don't think Edmonds is head head and shoulders better than Drake. Uh, I think Edmonds is going to have some big games here and there. I think Edmonds uh, can do some things in the passing game. Uh, But I I don't view Edmonds as having the type of skill set of, say, Aaron Jones. I think Edmonds, to me, is more of a Justin Jackson.
3: Yeah, but I think by virtue of him not having to split with Kenyon drake because if you think about it those guys were kind of splitting and edmonds was putting up some low end flex numbers and drake was also doing well i don't think he's going to have as much of a split with you know benjamin i think he will get into the low end uh, running back one range this week
1: see that's what worries me about edmonds is it seems like whenever he's not splitting the ball and we expect him to be good he kind of underwhelms for you and i i I am a little bit worried about this miami defense um I think I have him as a as a high end RB2 that's where I'm keeping him. I'm not expecting the world out of him but I expect him to at least produce this week.
2: So Yeah, yeah I I'm am, not saying he won't produce. I I think yeah. he'll, you know, we saw Justin Jackson deliver 19.2 points on my bench last week so.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh I am taking Arizona to win this game. How about you guys?
3: As am yep. I. Yep.
1: All right, that'll do it for Matt Fox. He's got to uh, he's got to go. So Matt, thank you. Good Baby, luck to you this dirties. weekend. Good luck to you this weekend, and I will talk to you again on Monday as we recap um, most of the week nine action.
2: Yeah, you guys take it easy. So long, buddy.
1: All right, so me and Dennis will finish out these last two games, the Sunday night and Monday night game, neither of which I – oh, no, I take that back. The Saints game will probably be pretty good. Uh, five and two Saints versus six and two Buccaneers. We got Breeze coming in at 14, Kamara at one, Thomas at 11, and Cook at nine. With Thomas tracking to return, what are you expecting out of him in this first game? Uh, I, I want to expect a typical Mike Thomas game.
2: Uh, yeah. But we have seen, you know, the the Saints are five and two. Traquan Smith has stepped up. Quez Calloway has stepped up, um, and Alvin Kamara uh,
1: has been has, the best receiver, almost one of the best receivers in the NFL right now. <laughs> he yeah, play the position.
2: So it's it's a. I expect Thomas will he'll have his you know twelve or thirteen targets so long as he's healthy. Uh, maybe fourteen targets, whatever you know they. They feed the ball to him because he makes plays. Um, I have some concerns coming off that he was a high ankle injury as well, I think. Yeah, and, ankle and then and, the
1: hamstring, yeah.
2: Yeah, so there, there's always those things that sometimes, depending on what they they may try to temper or limit the number, you know, cut him down from 90% of the snaps to 80% of the snaps or 75% uh, in his first game back just to make sure, Uh, They don't push it too hard. I I think he'll be a wide receiver one, but uh, I I won't be surprised if he goes 12 catches for 140 yards and two touchdowns. And I won't be surprised if he goes six catches for 65 yards.
1: I guess the, the real question to ask with Michael Thomas is over under on slants that he runs this week at eight. So,
2: do slant receptions score differently than other? No, I just receptions? mean because
1: I, I don't because care what pass, I don't care boy. what he
2: runs. I don't <laughs> care what he runs. Catch the ball, gain some yards, score some touchdowns. I don't care. I, um, he,
1: I'm right there with you. I mean, I traded for him in. Uh, oh no, you're not in that one. But in uh, in one of Barker's other league, 16 league right. league, I traded away Chark for him, and then uh, the I've done nothing with him the past three weeks. So yeah, I'm I'm with him. I, I'm hoping he has a, a good game here. Uh, I traded on-
2: for him in in my uh, Dynasty Nerds trade calculator, Dynasty trade calculator, worst to first league. I traded for him, so I'm I'm waiting. I I'm two and five and. Uh, in my estimation, strongly in playoff contention. Um, yeah. But getting Mike
1: Thomas back this week is going to definitely be helpful. Oh, yeah. No, see, at least you're in contention. I think because of the way my team has played, I'm like three and five or something like that right now. So still have a shot to make the playoffs, but I need Mike uh, Thomas badly.
2: That's where I am three uh, and five, not two and
1: five. Gotcha. Um, for Tampa Bay here, Brady at nine, Ronald Jones at 25, Leonard Fournette at 21, Evans at 16, AB at 34, Gronk at five. Now we got news, uh, after we did our ranks now that Chris Godwin is going to play that came out earlier today. So what are you expecting from AB now with Godwin coming back and where do you think you'd factor Godwin into your rankings knowing he's going to play? Funny. You should ask. <laughs> um, I, cause I, I didn't actually- rank him. And I get not not here. He ranked him at 17, I should say. So he did rank Godwin. I did not. I added Godwin in, and I put Godwin up at
2: 10. Okay. Um, I feel like he's going to slide back into – he's going to do what he does. Antonio Brown is – he's going to be working on the uh, uh, Scotty Miller, Justin Watson snaps. That's where Antonio Brown snaps are coming from. Um, I think it's, it's Evans and Godwin. And then once we see where uh, Antonio Brown fits in, if Antonio Brown fits in, then maybe there's, you know, then we're, then we start wrestling with the three of them. Like we do with Pittsburgh. Um, uh, I'm not, I'm not on the Antonio Brown
1: yeah, train. Neither am I. I mean, me and and Matt were both talking about that. Uh, The news broke, I think, right as we were either doing the Monday or Tuesday podcast. I'm with you. I don't – especially now that Godwin's back. Like, a lot of the talk was, oh, start AB this week because he's going to be in that slot role. I do think they find a way to get him the ball at least a little bit because it does seem like Brady wanted him to be on this team. But I'm, I'm with you. I'm not big on AB. I think I'd probably have Godwin in at 13 looking at my ranks right now. I'm trying to see who I had. Yeah, I mean, I've got him, so probably right in there with McLaurin, Evans, and Brown right now. I, I, I'd i probably swing him right in there. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I said it on that podcast with Matt. I do think AB could have a good game this week, and if he does, I would turn around and sell him as quickly as possible because I don't think he's going to have it's sustained value. I think he could have that one big game coming back, uh, but I don't think that he continues to have value moving forward. Uh, who are you picking to win this game? Uh, I am going New Orleans as did Matt Fox. As am I last game of week nine Monday night football game. The two and five Patriots versus the O and eight jets for the Patriots. We've got Newton at 18 and Harris at 23. This could be an ugly game. Can the Patriots get back on track? Um, I think versus the jets. Uh, yeah, uh,
2: the jets aren't, uh, terrific. And, uh, supply way to put it, <laughs> you know, but new England's not either. So it, it's, it's definitely a winnable game for the jets. Um, it, you know, if Darnold and Mims hook up a little bit, if, uh, uh, LaMichael P. Ryan and Frank Gore produce a little bit on the ground, uh, it's definitely a winnable game, especially, you know, with, uh, New England's trouble at wide receiver. To me this feels like a 15 carry Cam Newton game. Yeah. And and I think that the the Patriots can put some pressure on Darnold. Uh you know Darnold shows flashes, but we'll have to, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh Darnold could end up being one of those uh here and gone enigmas after having to spend so much time with Adam Gase, we, you know, we, we may be sitting around in five years going, you know, this dude had a ton of talent. I wonder what would have happened if he actually had a coach.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I want to believe in Harris so much. I really do. I mean, I traded for him earlier in the year. He's had a bunch of good runs. He looked like the best the best back last week. I just, I just don't know if I can trust Bill Belichick. Like I, I told right. Matt, I think, on Monday's pod is one of those things where I, – because I, I had him in my lineup, but I think I just pulled him out for who did we just talk about? I pulled him out for who? someone we were just talking about earlier. I feel like it's one of those things where you're going to be sitting there and you, all you need is that touchdown to win. The last drive, they're driving down the field to score, and then they pull him out. Here comes James White, and he gets that rushing touchdown. I, I want to believe in Harris. I, I, they drafted him in the third round, I think – they think he's a good player, but we just they, they just seem to not want to commit to a running back. All that being said, we all have him uh, fairly high. I mean, he's coming in at, what was it, 23? So we all have him, at least consensus-wise, as an RB, two. So I, I, you're playing him and, and hoping for the best. The Jets have not been a great team, so you hope that they can get a little bit of run going with him. But as you mentioned, it worries me as well that you could get that 15-carry Cam Newton game that's going to eat into his workload as well. Uh, for the Jets, we really only ranked P. Ryan and Mims. Uh, neither one very high. P. Ryan at 31 and Mims at 41. I mean, what would you cap their chances at winning this game?
2: You know, they probably have a 20% chance, I think. Yeah. You know, it's it's tough with the, the passing game because we've seen Berrios produce. We've seen Crowder produce. Uh, I I think Crowder might actually be back so we may have neglected him in our rankings. Mims is the explosive guy. Uh, big downfield threat now. Mm-hmm. Um, not that Gase knows how to really use a, a, a weapon like that. Um, so Bear, if uh, Crowder ends up being out again, Berrios could have one of those eight-catch 50-yard games, which is going to be productive in PPR. And if Crowder's in there, Crowder could have the eight-catch 50, you know, he's probably gonna get you 70 yards. Um, but it's it's a situation where I don't you just don't know what to expect from that offense. It's yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a certainly a lack of talent, but they've got a couple guys that just should be able to to make some plays, and, and it, it just feels like they're so handicapped by their coach.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. And and you are right. Uh Jamison Crowder. I just I was looking it up as you were you said that because I hadn't seen anything on him. So according to Rich Semini, he is trending toward playing on Monday night. So if he does, I, I will definitely fire Crowder up. He he's been phenomenal with Flacco and with, with Darnold. So he'll mm-hmm. definitely move up into my rankings, probably as a low end too Uh, because he's produced uh, every single week. I'm with you. I I would say the one thing with Mims is at least he's shown you in the past two weeks since he's been back that he can be a playmaker. It just sucks that for whatever reason, they can't seem to get him the ball because I think last week he started out with like four catches for 40 yards and then just nothing the rest of the game. So it it sucks to see it. Yeah, it it just sucks to see it. Uh, I am taking the Patriots to win. I assume you were doing the same. Uh, Yep. And so did Matt Fox. All right so that will do it for us today. We will be back on Monday me and Matt uh, to recap the week 9 games. Uh good luck to everybody in the fantasy matchups. I think this is kind of that pivotal week if you're sitting at the 3 and 5 range like you and me are in a couple of leagues. If you win- if you lose this week it's pretty much over at this point. I think yeah. you've got to win out. So a win this week is a, it's a lot better to be four and five than two and then three and six. So good luck to everybody this week, and we will see you guys again on yep. Monday.
2: Right on. Prepare for glory. I don't
0: know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line ready. he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honest. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me, Golly! Only oh, they tackle them four 40 yards. Who can make a play? I can Who can make a play? I can't.